Have you ever wondered how the prophetic can make room for more signs, wonders, and miracles, not only in the church, but in your community and around the world? Well, stay tuned because this episode is for you. I have a very special guest today, Prophet Duncan Contende. Welcome to the Miracle Mindset. I'm your host, Pastor DJ Bagwell, and I'm excited to bring you another episode. And today we have a special guest because we are talking about something that I believe is truly going to bless you. It's a powerful topic. We're talking about how the prophetic prepares the way for miracles. And who better to speak to than a true prophet I have today, Prophet Duncan on the line with me. Prophet Duncan, how are you doing today? Good, Pastor DJ. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great as well. Now, Prophet Duncan is not only a prophet, but a great teacher. Um, I know that my family has learned so much from him, and I know you will learn too. So, Prophet Duncan, can you share a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I'm just, you know, a regular guy that just happened to uh, be called by God when I was a teenager. Um, actually, it started when I was pretty young, uh, but in my teens, I started to uh, get encounters without, you know, without going to church, without being trained in church, without anyone telling me this. But um, I'll just have uh, what I'll, what who I'll call Yahweh, or you know, Jehovah, or our Father in heaven, start talking to me. And of course, I knew He was also with Jesus, but gave my life to the Lord when I was ten years old. But in my teens, um, I just started having, you know, this voice that would come and talk to me and tell me things and things would come to pass. Everything he told me would come to pass or he would show me things. And I just thought it was normal. And uh, realized when I would try and explain this to some of my friends, I realized that maybe this was just a tiny bit different. Um, I think it was in my late 20s that I, I, I realized, I discovered that this relationship that I had with God actually had a function. Mm. And that's how, that was the birth of the uh, prophetic ministry. So and from there, I found myself in church and doing a lot of ministry. And, and here we are today. <laughs> First of all, I love that you highlight just the personal relationship that you had with Jesus and that really being the key before any type of ministry in a church, God and you had a relationship where he was showing himself to you and show you things and build up that, that aspect of your relationship with him. And later on came, I'm sure, miracles and different aspects like that. So um, I would love for our audience to hear more about, because again, this show is about um, really helping people understand the power and the presence of God, understanding how to educate people in that, but also how to demonstrate that in your ministry, right? And so mm -hmm. I would love to hear some stories that you may have, or maybe you're some of your favorite experiences where you've seen the the prophetic gift, or if you will, or the prophetic mantle, uh, prepare the way for sign wonders and miracles. Okay. Well, I mean, how can I say it? I know, I want you to understand that the things of God, uh, God has order, okay? So the things of God start out of relationship, but then he starts to give you a function in his kingdom. 
So the prophetic is a function. So I can tell you this, my relationship with God is first being a son. Then he gives me the function of being a prophet. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That's Um, good. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like when he talks to me, he doesn't call me prophet. He calls me son. (laughs) That's good. You You know what I'm saying? So when he comes to me and he talks to me, he calls me son. So I have a relationship as a son with him. Um, a, rela- a relationship as a friend first, but then the function of the prophetic then comes along. Um, now, obviously, there are different prophets out there. They're different, you know. Uh, in fact, this this has been my experience. That they're different prophets. Uh, some prophets can prophesy. I mean, some prophets can pull out your numbers, your phone, your cell phones, and so on and so forth in a church. And then there are some prophets who are called to nations. So they handle, you know, different things. So uh, one of the things that people are missing is just trying to discern the different types of functional prophets that are out there. Mm. Uh, So mine is kind of like, I I don't know how to describe it, but let me just give you some examples here. Um, when when I f- first started joining ministry, um, I, I, I tried to copy everyone else. And uh, it's so funny, when I was ministering in this church, I would watch the pastor pray for people. And he would he would, he would go down the line and he would be laying his hands on them and, and speaking over them. So, you know, I, I wanted to do the same thing. So I would also come down the line and put my hands on, on, on the people and start speaking to them. But... Um, you know, it's so funny that every single time I laid hands on the people, I would see something. Mm. You know, it was like a vision, like a picture. I would see something about the person. But guess what? I wanted to be like the pastor, right? So I would ignore what I'm seeing. And I would just, you know, move out of faith and and and, and pray for the people. And, and things worked. But at some point, uh, God had to tell me, okay, look, son, you... Uh, from the very beginning, because from when I was young, I would see, I would see him, I would see the Lord. So uh, when the Lord would appear, I would, I would have some kind of a visual awareness of, of him. If I'm not seeing him, I see some, uh, you see a light, you know, or I see a being around me. So I was always used to having, uh, I, I can't call them visual experiences or encounters, but just being able to see. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So it's later on that I realized it, it actually had another prophet came. You know, I used to kind of hide. I've always been one who hides. I don't, you know, I don't have like a business card with the word prophet on. <laughs> I, you know, I, I even when I go to churches, I usually don't tell people. Um, so it was another prophet that actually pulled me out. He, he became a good friend of mine, but he came one day and he just said, hey, prophet. And I was like, like, how do you know? He says, you know, you see, but you keep brushing it off. You know, he said, the, your function is in what you see. And from then on, uh, it was amazing. I just started to uh, trust what I'm seeing at those moments, and that would produce miracles. So one of the uh, funnest parts I can uh, maybe describe to you, I know because you said what are, what are, the, are some of the fun parts. I think one of the fun parts was with my own family, actually. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, my mom, my mom, who I love very much, is in another continent. 
and she always calls me. Actually, we speak every day, but this one day she calls me and she's asking for prayer. And she says, hey, you know, I'm just, you know, having a little tummy ache. Can you pray for me? I'm like, okay. So as I'm praying, I can see her. I can hear, I can see her standing. But as I'm watching her, I can see something on her hand, mm. on her left hand. You know, it looked looked like something. I mean, I won't describe it here, but it looked <laughs> it just it didn't it didn't look good. Mm. So as I'm praying for her stomach, I see this thing on her hand. So I kind of flipped it in the vision, whatever. And when I was done praying, I asked her, "Hey, mom, how what what's with your left hand?" And she's like, "You know." I've been feeling pain there for a couple of days. So I'm like, how does your hand feel right now? And, you know, I could hear on the phone saying, oh, my God, what's going on here? My hand feels better. What did you do? Wow. You see, so that was the beginning of, oh, my God, okay. So it looks like what I'm seeing, actually, and if I move in what I'm seeing, uh, things happen. And uh, so that was the that was the beginning of the journey, but just to elaborate on 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 the scene, to be honest with you, I think that's something that God shows you. Um, uh, the way God speaks is is so supernatural. So He doesn't just speak words. Most people are waiting to hear words, but the the, the words of God also turn into a movie or a vision. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah, so my experience is more like what I'm visualizing, what I'm seeing in a, in a like in that vision form, because I, you know, I don't want to make it too, um, how can I say, too far for people to to be able to learn from or experience. But well, let's talk about that I, for a second, Prophet Duncan, yeah. because I think that's powerful. Because I think number one, you're highlighting there's a difference because I don't see like you see. Now my right. function is, is is as a pastor. And so I yeah. know there's times that I've uh, learned from you or I've ministered with you where you can see actually things in the spirit or see them like they're physical. In fact, my daughter, Ivana, uh, God yeah. is raising her up in that. Where me, I'm more so I feel like I hear from God. I may sense it, but it's different. Correct. And I think it's beautiful because that shows the functionality of the body of Christ, right? And there's different roles, different functions, different roles we play. And so that's why it's good to... Uh, have unity with other believers and other people and their functions, their gifts, and people know their function and gift that it makes the whole body better. I, I can, I can tell you this until the body of Christ realizes that they that God can use different functions in there. I think that's when we'll go to another level. Mm, that's good. Um, you know, there's just a lot of tunnel vision. Um, at least what I see in the church, there's a lot of tunnel vision on, on, what God is doing and how God is doing it. And yet my experience has been completely different from what I hear, you know, online or in the churches, because everyone is talking about hearing the voice of God. Um, I actually see the voice of God. Mm. You see, that's John chapter five, when Jesus says, you know, uh, the son only does what he sees his father doing. Yes. You know, if you go and read it, it says he sees. Um, um, if you look at uh, John chapter 3, uh, here when Nicodemus comes to talk to Jesus, it actually, Jesus is talking about seeing and entering the kingdom, which huh. is the realm of the kingdom. The realm of the kingdom is that spiritual place, but godly place, remember. 
Um, but if you read carefully when he's talking to Nicodemus, he says you have to be born again to see the kingdom. So to be able to see this invisible realm that comes from God, you have to be born again. Wow. See, Jesus was more, was, yes, he was talking about being born again as you go to John 3.16. But if you, if you, if you come back in the, in the uh, earlier verses, Nicodemus' question is how do, you, how do you do these things? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Because Nicodemus did not come to Jesus to find out how to be born again. He came because he was wondering how Jesus gets these miracles done. Mm. He says that I know that you are a man of God or you, you because of the miracles, right? The signs and wonders. So if you go back and read it, he's, he's literally asking Jesus, how do you do these miracles? So Jesus says, okay, there are two things. In order to do miracles, you have to be able to see the kingdom or to enter the kingdom. Hmm. What are the so what are the requirements for seeing and entering the kingdom? One, you have to be born again. If you're born again, you will see the kingdom. You see? Wow. And now if you're born of water and of the spirit, you will enter the kingdom. Entering the kingdom means being in the realm of the of the spirit where God is. Remember now, that's that's key. Not just entering any spirit realm. Because people say, hey, I want to enter the spirit realm. You have to be careful. Huh. It's not just the spirit realm. You, have, you want to enter the kingdom realm. I hope you guys are taking spirit. notes right now. I hope you guys are, this is good stuff you're getting. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? It's entering the kingdom realm that is also spirit. Does that make sense? So can I share for a uh, second on that? Because there are people, especially yeah. now, this, new, this younger generation, they're getting yeah. into new age and spiritualism and things like that that exactly. are not of God. And so... Right. Oh, yeah, I have a spiritual encounter. I'm a spiritual, but you're not kingdom. Right. right. You want it to be kingdom. You want it to be kingdom of God. Otherwise, you're going to enter a realm and you're going to encounter things you didn't want to encounter. Wow. You see? So, I mean, you look at Ezekiel. Ezekiel didn't see demons, right? Jeez. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, read the book of Ezekiel. He says, I saw a cloud and in the cloud there was a fire. And in the fire, you know, I saw the living creatures. And in the living creatures, above the living creatures, you know, there was, there was a throne. And the one on the throne was lifted high, lifted up. I mean, he's not talking about, oh, my God, so I entered the spirit and then there were demons. And people do that. They enter the spirit realm and they're looking at demons. Well, who told you to enter the spirit? Enter wow. the kingdom. So now can we pause three? Can we pause there for a second? So there's now that's a good teaching moment, right? So if you're listening to this this episode right now and you've been like, well, you know, I've been asking God for this and I've been asking God to see and you've been maybe maybe you've been asking the wrong way. And now maybe the devil has scared you from operating. Maybe if you have a prophetic calling and or or, or maybe you're trying to just prophesy and you're and the enemy is showing you things. In fact, I'll I'll, I'll share transparently my daughter when she first starts seeing. The first thing she yeah. saw was demons. And so I remember you teaching her almost how to look the right direction and how to see the right things. And Correct. it almost scared her from wanting to see. But now yeah. she sees the things of God. Correct. And that's that's the problem is many people, look, God made us to be spiritual. We are not just physical. We are spiritual beings. Okay. So the thing is, which kingdom are you entering? So if you look at John chapter 3, I mean, we can look at it right here. Uh, verse 3 no, verse, yeah, verse 3 says, Most assuredly, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, the important part is kingdom of God. And yet the kingdom of God is spirit. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. And then the next verse, he says, uh, verse 5, 
most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. So you have to learn. So I can tell you this, my, my prophetic ministry comes out of actually seeing and entering the kingdom. It is, it is seeing and entering the kingdom. That's where the miracles come from for me. I don't know how other functions operate. I'm, you know, listen, I'm always amazed by the gifts of God and the functions of God. I'm amazed when I see people do miracles, signs, and wonders that I, that I don't do because that's another aspect of the wisdom and the power of God. Uh, and I celebrate all of that. But when it comes to me personally, I, I don't do anything without seeing or entering the kingdom. I have to. Well, and and so can I share this? There's probably two different groups of people that are listening to this episode right now. There are right. some people in the episode that maybe that's not your function. You're not a prophet. Maybe you prophesy at times, but really that's not your function. So can I tell you, someone like me, I'm not a prophet. But Correct. can I tell you, when you work with people that are prophets and seers, it almost right. accelerates your ability to minister to people. I remember there's times when I've been around Duncan, like, hey, Duncan, what do you see? Or, you know, Prophet right. Duncan, what do you see? You know, right. and it would accelerate my ability to be a pastor. So, or there's times when I was with Ivana. I remember I was praying for someone and I was like, I'm stuck. I, I'm like, part of this is broken through, but there's something I'm missing. And I could right. sit there and I can, I could take a day and go fast and pray and ask God. Or I said, Ivana, what do you see? And she calls, oh, right. here, daddy, I see this, this, and this. Okay. Then we were able to deal with it. Correct. So, that is the power of body ministry and the power of relying on people who maybe something you can do. And I think for those who are not in this, it will humble you to rely on other people. And that's, the you know what? Thing. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you this, DJ, what people don't realize is uh, from the very beginning, God has always used men. Always. Mm -hmm. When I say men, I'm, you know, of course I include women, but God has always used human beings to do his things on the earth. Always. You know, the, 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 and you know, this is just quick, but the best example I can give you, you know, you have the children of Israel, they're in, the, they're in Egypt, and they're crying out because of the bondage, right? I mean, they're crying out. And guess what? Look at this. The best thing is for God to hear your prayers. Isn't that, isn't that true? Yes. And they're crying out, and God hears them. He hears them completely, 100%. But guess what? He's like, okay, now I'm going to deliver them. But the Bible doesn't say he comes and delivers them. He goes into the desert, finds this man called Moses, and says, you go and deliver them with my power. Hmm. So God is always using human beings. So one thing I can tell you about the prophetic is something that, that people miss. Um, um, uh, look at this. And I was looking at this before. So Numbers 11, in, 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 in Numbers 11, verse 25 you guys know Moses was complaining that the burden, you know, there were too many people, the burdens were too great. And he was like, God, you know, how, how, how do you help me with this? Well, God said, I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, pick 70 men that will help you with this burden, right? And verse 25, it says, the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was upon him. The Bible doesn't say God poured out his spirit about the 70 men. Huh. It says what? He took the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So what God did was God came and the prophetic, you know, anointing the spirit that was upon Moses, God came and took part of that and put it among the 70. 
And, and, and what's so interesting is when you look at verse 29, it says, then Moses said to him, I use, uh, uh, sorry, Moses, you know, he says, oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Look at this. Moses is saying, I wish all of his people, not just everybody, but all of the Lord's people were prophets, mm-hmm. right? But look at the next, what he says, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. But here's the thing, though. How does the Lord put his spirit upon all the people? He will have to get that part of Moses and put it upon the people. <laughs> That's good. And look, 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 the prophetic ministry is, is, is weird. And I wish people understood this. Look, and and sorry, let me let me just say this and then we can we can move on. But when when you now someone can say that's old testament. But we go to New Testament, we have Luke chapter 1, right? And Jesus says this about John the Baptist. You know John the Baptist was, was, uh, uh, was a prophet. Yes, he prepared the way. On okay. our topic. So he prepared the way. So this is what the scripture says in, in, in Luke 1, uh, verse 13, you can see an angel is speaking to the dad and said, do not be afraid, Zacharias, and continues talking about the son that he's going to have. In verse 17, this is what the angel says. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. <laughs> Whose spirit is John the Baptist going to be in? Yes. Elijah's, Elijah's spirit. Right. So, so the thing with the prophetic is, yes, if you are around prophets, you're going to prophesy more. So, so here's the secret about prophesying more in the church. Bring more prophets in your church, and you you see more prof- more more people prophesy. That's good. If, do you see what I'm saying? So now the problem is we have this division in the church. I don't know where it came from, where people are intimidated. So pastors are intimidated with prophets. Prophets are intimidated. So there's this intimidate. You know, people are intimidated about these functions, but those functions are actually there to help you. So if, so if you have a pastor that wants his people to be more prophetic, that pastor needs to bring prophets. Of, you, of course, they should, they should be, you know, vetted and approved and so on and so forth. But prophets, if you bring prophets into your church and the prophets hang around your congregation, your, those, your congregation will start to prophesy more. But so if you don't want any prophets around your congregation, then, you know, you're going to have a, a hard time uh, prophesying. Because and that's that almost like having can, a body without all the body parts. <laughs> correct. You know, you want to be more apostolic, you know, have some apostles around. Mm-hmm. You want to be of an evangelistic congregation, bring someone that has the gift of an evangelist. Those gifts are there to mature the body, to help you to grow. Remember, it is what? For the work of the ministry. <laughs> you know? And so, what's, so one of the things that... Uh, I can, I can tell you with me is, you know, uh, prophets usually, you know, pastors are usually intimidated. So if, if you're not a big name prophet, you know, with a huge ministry and so on and so forth, again, I'm one of those. I try to hide wherever I go. I don't bring myself out. I don't tell anyone anything, but I'm, I'm telling you, yes, when people, when people are around me, they, they prophesy more. They actually, they dream more. They prophesy more. They experience more. Uh, of seeing the kingdom and uh, entering the realm of the kingdom. Mm. 
That's so, good. Anyway, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt no, you. No, 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 no. Thank you, Prophet Duncan. No, in fact, that's why you're a guest, because we want to learn from you, and we want our, yep. our audience really to understand how to tap, especially now, I, I spoke to people like me, but then if you have, if you believe that you're a prophet, like, 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 like Prophet Duncan, you have that, or God is calling you to that function, or he's called you to that function, um, that's some good advice for you to take and learn from, but also for all of us to learn how can we function and flow together to where we can lead more people to Jesus Christ, where more people can see the power and relationship of Jesus Christ. I mean, this this is it right here. And so I wrote down a few notes. Now, first of all, we've only got yeah. through one question, so we might have to do part two here, Prophet Duncan, if you don't mind. Because <laughs> No, I don't I, mind. Because I saw this. Number one, prophetic mentorship, right? Prophetic yes. mentorship is key, not only for prophets, but also for people who want to prophesy more, right? Correct. Number Correct. two, yeah. number two, mm-hmm. I saw that people who want to function, but, but however, they don't have the friendship you mentioned. It's important to be a son and a friend of God. And out Correct. of that comes the function. And so there's people right now, I believe that you want to see more signs. You want to see more miracles. You want to see more prophecy in your ministry or in your personal walk with God. Start with a stronger relationship and a sonship, if you will. Get back to that place. You have that, but sometimes we forget it. And so I, what I've learned today and what I want to encourage everyone today is get back to a place of sonship, the, the identity that you are a son. That's both women and men, right? Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because sonship is just more about function, but it includes women. And uh, it's about just that relationship being a son of God. Um, so that's, that's, that's the first, that should be your first relationship right there. Uh, son, son is better than any other title that you could get. You want to be a son first. That's so good. Well, I, yeah. I'll tell you what, Prophet Duncan. So I know you wrote a book. Tell us a little bit more of the book, and then we're going to come back for a part two because there's so much more we want to dig into. <laughs> I know you wrote a book. Tell us more about it. Yeah. So this book, it's called The Supernatural Ways of God. Uh, and the subtitle is called Revealing the Way of the Lord. This book came out of one of those encounters. I was actually uh, in a dream, and in a, you know, I found myself in, in a classroom in heaven. And uh, either it was a teacher or an angel, I don't remember the being, but uh, a being put this book on my lap. And it was a huge uh, velvet book, like velvet-covered, purple, beautiful book. And it had these golden inscriptions on the, on the top that were shining. Uh, and it just said, Ways of God. And when I opened this book, light came and hit me and light entered my being. And I knew that it was just, it was the light of knowledge. Mm. And, uh, and so what I, what I got from that, that encounter, I put a lot of it in the book. So again, the book is not really about the encounter. The book is really about the way, the ways of God. So I, uh, this book is specifically on one way. It's called the way of the Lord. I still have other books to talk about the other ways of God, but this one is called the way of the Lord. And I can tell you this, this for a believer is so important. Like if you find out what's in here, this will teach you why God loved Abraham a lot hmm. and why Abraham is our spiritual father. So it's an, it's an amazing book. That's awesome. Well, as a person who owns the books, read the book, Please go online. It's on Amazon. I think you can get a paper copy. Uh, I have a Kindle yes. version. So yes. it's on Amazon. 
And and again, I'll leave the effect. I'll leave a link uh, to the book in the show notes with with Dunk with Prophet Duncan's full name. So, yeah. um, I want to end the show with this. If you are a prophet or you want to prophesy more, you want to listen to part two because we're going to learn from Prophet Duncan some practical lessons he's learned. So maybe. Uh, some of the challenges he's learned from that way you can learn these lessons without having to maybe go through all the different things he's went through over the years and decades of being a prophet. Maybe you can learn from some things that he's experienced now. So you don't want to miss the next episode. Make sure you share this with a friend, make sure you subscribe. We'd love you and we will see you next time. God bless. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to miracle mindset with pastor DJ Bagwell. We're thrilled. You're part of our community. Hit that subscribe button and help us spread the word by sharing this show with a friend. Want to dive deeper into more incredible miracles? Visit djbagwell.com and witness powerful testimonies. Share your miracle story and learn more about hosting a live training or service with Pastor DJ at your church. Join us next time and remember, with a miracle mindset, nothing is impossible.